Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Nerd Watch Podcast. I am G Money. Welcome on this lovely Tuesday evening. I am joined by three very virile young men and one beautiful young lady. Uh, and uh, it's going to be one heck of a show. A lot of stuff to go over tonight, especially Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and uh, Maui Matsuri and uh, a little bit of free comic book day. So uh, we have a jam-packed show so here we go. First off, uh, joining me tonight, let me introduce uh, our guest, our very special guest. Uh, Night Darling is in the house, a.k.a. Lindsay is in the house. She's here to report on Mali Matsuri. Um, she's the one in the kimono. Yes? Uh-huh. I came prepared. You came prepared. Festive. Yes, very festive. <laughs> uh, and uh, joining us to uh, our right, in, to her right, is Gannon, the uh, one and only horror aficionado, punk rock superstar, and uh, a guy who actually has to get out of here early tonight, <laughs> surprisingly. He's a got school. a family, man. <laughs> it's, it's a school night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also joining us tonight, Todd Bernardi is the, the uh, comic book extraordinaire. Excuse me. Comic book creator extraordinaire. Thank <laughs> According you. According to Todd. I, According to Alika. <laughs> it's the correct usage of the word. Yeah, it is. Comic book artist. Uh, comic book artist is what I call him. You comic don't scare me, Swan. Uh, he is, uh, he's the man who is the author of the Kakui Project and was a staple at the free comic book day. As a matter of fact, he was the... Uh, he was the highlight of the of the show. He drew think, me a beautiful he? piece of artwork. Y- yes, he did. I also drew it's nightmare fuel. <laughs> it's I drew, it's, nightmare it's fuel. on my Facebook and it's Instagram. Fuel. I it. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. I, if you guys want a little behind Tell the scenes like look, I'll show you what I drew for Alika. I, I told Drummy like one of his French girls, and he did not disappoint. You yeah. can uh, follow you Todd clutch, at Kakui Project was... on Instagram. I don't know if it's there or not. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, anytime to our right to. His, to Todd's right is uh, the chairman of the comic book board, the man who is responsible for free comic book day here at Molly Comics and Collectibles, the one and only Alika is in the house tonight as well. Mm. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to let you guys know that, uh, first of all, you can follow us on Facebook. Like our page at Facebook.com slash The Nerdwatch. You can also follow us on Twitter at Nerdwatch Nation. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore Nerdwatch. I'm starting to get more and more into the social media thing. I'm, I'm trying to be like Lindsay, just less attractive. Yeah, you don't so. have to be social to be on social media. Yeah, 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 just yeah. a little less attractive. A L- little less attractive. Just show enough skin. Yeah, just a little skin. Uh, that's all. Um, <laughs> or what, uh, what I call cleavage. Hmm. So, yeah. Yes. There'll be cleavage on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, for sure. Um, I'd pay more attention to you. Would you? Okay, sweet. <laughs> Todd would uh, draw you. Just <laughs> buy him a V-cut. Hint, hint. Would you draw me, Todd? Would you draw Yeah, I would. I would. Awesome. Awesome. I, would awesome. I would. I would overemphasize your back cleavage. Oh, man. You are the Oh, man. You're the man. Uh, but you can also follow us on, getting back to the point, you can follow us on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, we're looking uh, for you guys to subscribe <laughs> as well you. on YouTube at Nerdwatch Nation. And, uh, of course, you guys can... Uh, Please uh, donate to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the Nerdwatch. You can find out all the levels of donation. We are fully fan-funded, and uh, we appreciate your... Uh, that's, that's, tr- that's three Fs. Is it? We, we're, we're F'd three times. Yeah, we are. We are officially fan-funded, so we uh, just want to say thank you guys very much. Fully that's why you don't see any, like, uh, baked-in you know things on this show. It's straight up just us, and we rely on you. Our viewers and our listeners oh, uh, at patreon.com slash the nerd watch. We're not supposed to get baked before the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Shut up, Todd. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Alika, I don't know if you're prepared, but do we have a list? Yes. All right, so uh, before we get into my Matsuri, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, and um, Free Comic Book Day, uh, let's start with this week in comic books. Uh, Tuesday, of course, here at My Comics and Collectibles at 333 Dairy Road is uh, every Tuesday is 20% off Tuesday. But every Wednesday, Alika is so kind as to re-up the price of all his comics and bring in new ones that you pay full price for. It's a new comic book Wednesday here at Tamale Comics and Collectibles. Let's find out what's happening in comic books this week. And uh, is it uh, is it Secret Empire this week or was that last week? Number one was last week. Number one was last week. Okay. And we had a free comic book day uh, Secret Empire issue too. We are definitely going to be talking about... Which Secret a lot of folks seem to enjoy burning for some reason on <laughs> we, the internet we are going to They're be talking about free comic book day but uh, first of all what's new in comic books this week halika all new wolverine number 20 Ooh. Uh, all-star batman number 10 um amazing spider-man number 27 mm-hmm. america number three america the you know the young puerto rican girl oh damn. oh he sounded disappointed uh, wait, at wait, that. wait wait oh. what's it called america and it's about a young Puerto Rican girl. That's right. Oh okay. man, All right. that sounds that sounds appropriate. Um, <laughs> so many white guys. <laughs> Batman TMNT Adventures number six of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bug the Adventures of the Forager uh, number one of six. That's a DC book. I want to say that's is that Ambush Bug or is that a different bug? No, it's with the New Gods. Oh, Bug with the New Gods. Okay, Bug with um, the New Future Gods. Future Quest number twelve. The New Gods being a Jack Kirby creation, of yes, course. Yes, yes. <laughs> like you know who's G. Jack Kirby yes I know who Jack Kirby is he left Marvel for DC and did the new gods yeah because yeah. they treated him with such respect at DC uh, right well uh, I mean Marvel uh, Gwenpool number 15 uh, speaking of Marvel Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 20 Justice League of America number 6 Ms. Marvel number 18 New Superman or Superman number eleven? What's going on? Super, nothing. He's I was like I was making an appearance on uh, <laughs> on uh, Lindsay's Instagram. Oh, I see. Yeah, Whatever, yeah, guys. Yeah, I, was, I was throwing myself. He was being in. social. I was All being right. social. Planet of the Apes, Green Lantern number four. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Planet of the Apes and Green Lantern. Yeah, it's on issue four number already, four. man. That's insane. He it's did good. actually bring it that up. Was your, that was your reaction ago. when we announced number one. Normally, yeah, when, really when, a, normally when Alika talks, I, I kind of zone out. You're, <laughs> like, good. You're like, good, I can go on vacation. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. I, I want to check it out now. That's awesome. As Pepe the Frog memes dance through your head. <laughs> yeah. Those are green as well, aren't they? Who also happened to die on Free Comic Book Day. Yes, he did. He died on Free Rest Comic Book Day. Rest in peace, Day. Pepe. <laughs> but not because of Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, but because of alt-right Because they like decided yourself. to burn him in effigy, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 10. Rocket, number one. That being Rocket Raccoon, of course. From of Guardians course. of the Galaxy, Guardians part two. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, number 13. Secret Warriors, number one. That's a Marvel book. <laughs> I wonder how long Scooby-Doo's Apocalypse is going to be. <laughs> I was doing pretty good, actually. It? Yeah, All still right. got a pretty strong subscribership. Wow. They're on issue 13, and they're doing stronger than a lot of Marvel books do by issue 7. Wow. So, some, they must be doing something right. All right. That's a hipster book. <laughs> Not according to Tom yeah. Bernardi, though. Maybe Marvel should <laughs> wait, market no, towards wait, the hipsters. Marvel? What about Marvel? Who's your favorite? I, I love Marvel. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Star Wars Screaming Citadel number one, which sounds interesting. I don't know what that one's about. Hmm, interesting. The Citadel that sounds screams. like a heavy metal band. Now. I know, right? Screaming, Screaming Citadel. That's Citadel. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Suicide Squad number seventeen. Supergirl number nine. 
Weapon X number three. Right. Uh, Wonder Woman number 22 and mm. X-Men Blue number three. We are less than a month away from Wonder Woman on the big screen here. Wonder Woman. Did you say Deadpool number 30? I didn't say Deadpool number 30. So but wait, Deadpool number 30. Is that Deadpool different from the Deadpool versus the Punisher? Is that a different? Yeah, he's oh, got okay. like four different books out right now. He's oh, got okay. Deadpool and the Mercs for Money. Mercs for Money. Black Panther and the Crew number two comes out. Black Panther and oh, the really? Crew? Yeah. And tomorrow, and I just thought that that was that's hilarious because now it, it sounds like a rap group. Number two, wow! Black, Black Panther and the crew. That is number two. Hilarious. Dropping. You tomorrow. can <laughs> straight up, yo. Straight up, yo. <laughs> it's anyway. one of those like unnecessary auxiliary books that like Gar- Guardians had three number ones last week. You know right, what I mean? Like right. the Marvel is just playing the game where they like throw as many on the board and see which one sticks. Absolutely, you can get all those comics here at Maui Comics and Collectibles, three 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 Dairy Road. In Kahului, right here, Maui Comics and Collectibles. Speaking of Maui Comics and Collectibles, since we're talking about them, uh, we just want to thank everyone that came out to Free Comic Book Day here at 333 Day Road. I had a blast uh, doing the auction, as I always do every single uh, every single year for the two years Shano. that I've done it. <laughs> Thanks to Shano. That's That auction is actually called the Bruce Ellsworth Memorial Comic Auction mm-hmm. because Bruce Ellsworth, my mentor, uh, a senior advisor and the Overstreet Guide who passed away in 2013, mm-hmm. is basically the reason this store is here and why any of this stuff happens is because he he had you know a lot of credentials and a lot of knowledge and college that he, uh, comics that he passed on to all of us and and everybody in the comic community on Maui basically knows the guy um, but the the auction when there used to be a little comic auction here yeah. in Kahului, yeah. and he would just be so excited that was like the happiest point in his week and I would be there and it promised not to bid against him, but and what you did, <laughs> but I did. Well, uh, we I have a good time doing it. Um, uh, Everybody I, had sorry. fun. I personally think I make the auction better, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Uh, yeah, I didn't thanks. stay for it. No, I, I'm a real. I'm I'm sad that you didn't. I, I you I didn't. You're the one person I didn't see here. You did great. Uh, uh, did I? I, I thanks. left. Thanks, yeah, thanks, Lindsay. I got to shave. I took off. <laughs> he was, he doesn't was, know. He was like, oh, I'm glad you left. I'm glad. <laughs> I got what I wanted from Todd that you, I bailed. You did. It's well, true. Yeah. It's yeah, true. Yeah. That's very true. No, it's so, it's so Todd, that's you how were, I treat most people. Like you were about. a premier artist at Free Comic Book Day. <laughs> yeah, with uh, with uh, Aaron Nagahara and James Fabani and Shane O'Shaughnessy. Shane O'Shaughnessy. Uh, how was your experience on Free Comic Book Day here at uh, Molly Comics and Collectibles? Yeah, I think it can be summed up in just this one picture. Uh, which is? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Oh, wow. Hey, give it to, uh, give it wow. to Sean so he can uh, silence Sean so he can show the Facebook Live guys. Oh, and the nice. YouTube That's my guys. commission. No, I actually have the real thing. Do you have the real thing? Yeah, show everybody. Show everybody. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's, that's that. my, that's my uh, artist depiction of Alika. Well, uh, Todd, you did a tremendous job. Um, you... Uh, you did a very good job. I asked Todd to draw a picture of the character Michael, but as me from the comic, uh-huh. with with a realistic rebreather on his chest. <laughs> I don't think I can show this. Well, show show Facebook. <laughs> live. Show Facebook live. Show Facebook live. Do you know what's Do you know what's Do you know what's on his chest? A rebreather. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Clearly. So you can see Facebook live. Um, I don't think we can show a Kaku, but if you want to check it out, watch no, the Facebook live feed. But uh, we can show uh, Lindsay's Instagram. Uh, let's see. Let's That's see. a honker, isn't it? <laughs> of a rebreather. Don't, don't let a Kaku see it. Wait, wait. I, I got to see this thing now. If you guys want to check it out, go to Facebook live. Uh, you can re- watch the recording. That's a healthy rebreather. That is. That is uh, that's that a veiny triumphant that's, one. That's, that's, that's quite the hog. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's called a rebreather. Clearly, clearly, this is a rebreather. Todd, you are yeah. you you uh, you disgust me. I, well, I didn't. <laughs> you know how much it cost him to compromise his morals. It's and, not a lot. And make it's fun of his not comic, a lot. his own comic that he publishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid him twenty bucks for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody hey, wants, so if anybody else wants me to compromise my morals, that's he all does, it's gonna cost. He does killer rebreather. That's awesome. Yeah. Commissions. That's awesome. Yeah. That was just that. ask him for the rebreather special and wink. That was dry you. Put it in your mouth and breathe into it. (laughs) Well, listen, guys. uh, If you didn't come to Free Comic Book Day, it is every single year in May. Um, We had James Savani down here, the man who is responsible for the artwork in Darkwing Duck. Uh, Hashtag Save Darkwing. Uh, Aaron Nakahara was here uh, hawking his new board game that he put out. He does all the art for it. Card game. Card game, excuse me. Fields of Valeria. Fields of Valeria, that's it. Um, (laughs) Valeria, right? Not malaria. Right? Right. Okay, good. Just want to make sure. And then uh, Shane O'Shaughnessy with his Spuds Malone. And then the one and only Todd Bernardi, Kukui Project, Machete Elvis. That's his free comic every single yeah. year. And well, uh, last year it was uh, The Milkman Always Delivers. The Milkman Always Delivers. That's right, it was. The yeah. Milkman Always Delivers. Yeah. And then uh, he's the man who is responsible for uh, Disco Thunder Groovebone, or what I affectionately call Chicken Thunder Groovebone. Yeah, yeah. that's what uh, Kaleo, uh, he just called it Thunder Chicken the whole time. Thunder yeah. Chicken, right, right. Or something uh, Spider Monkey, I think, uh, uh, I think is what it is as well. <laughs> we're taking it back. Yeah, we're taking it back. Uh, anyway, uh, free comic book day. Thank you guys for coming out. We certainly do appreciate it. Uh, we we love doing the auction. We love uh, you guys coming in the store and supporting local business. It's fantastic. So well, thank you very, 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 very much. Now, moving on to more important news and more important information that we here at the Nerdwatcher like to give you. Let's talk to uh, Night Darling um, at Night Darling Cosplay on Instagram. She is live on Night Darling, uh, Night Darling Cosplay, I think, right now. Yep. On uh, on your yes. Instagram page, yeah. uh, she did. We were supposed to go to the Maui Matsuri this weekend, but of course we had Free Comic Book Day. Mm-hmm. Um, she held it down at Maui Matsuri, and uh, my for those that do not know that are watching internationally, because by the way, we have a ton of listeners out in Japan. Just want to let you guys know that. Oh. Just to let you know. We're big in Japan. We're huge. That is such a line that people who are losers in America yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but we're big in Japan. Hey, why well, don't you, you shut up, Alika? <laughs> if G actually went to Japan, he would be huge. That would be huge. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, we are. We get a lot of listeners from Japan. We get a lot of listeners from Ireland, England. It's really? Yeah, it's crazy. So anyway, for those that don't know what Maimatsuri is, uh, Night Darling, could you explain to them what it is and what you were uh, doing there in attendance? Um, every year we have uh, Maui Matsuri. It's one of my favorite times of the year. It's a Japanese festival, and uh, they do all kinds of things. They do like uh, they do bon dance and they do cosplay competitions, hallway cosplay competitions, uh, Simon eating competitions. There's all different exhibits and things like that. Simon so. and, and, and for the, yeah. the lantern floating, the Japanese um, cultural society. Um, let's you sign up for the you know if you have a relative that recently passed you can mm-hmm. write out a lantern yeah and they'll do it in the big lantern floating at Waikiki so yeah. what's the difference between this and say like is there a difference between this and like a bone festival or is that no yeah these, these lantern you, you're signing up for the lanterns for the Obon Festival. The Matsuri is just a celebration of Japanese culture. Of Japanese oh, culture. Okay. So cool. everything there is just kind of Japanese culture. The Obon culture. is the Festival of the Dead. Okay. Yeah. Got, got it. it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Okay. So Matsuri is a, it's just a, it's a celebration of the Japanese culture. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. very, very, so very cool. Just a lot of stuff going on. Um, a lot of people get involved and it's a lot of fun. And we know that you are a local cosplay legend. So uh, what were you sporting at Mari Matsuri? 
this year, I was very honored to be a judge for the cosplay competition. Nice. So that was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, I just love seeing people go all out in their cosplays and really bring it. So I had a lot of fun judging. I had a lot of fun seeing um, new cosplayers come right, out right, and cosplay right. for the first time. So that was really nice. And being able to see all like the old school ones that like keep it going strong. For sure. Um love seeing them and their creativity and everything like that so it was really nice to kind of sit on the other side of the stage right and judge it all nice so instead of being on that stage freaking out <laughs> being judged yeah, so yeah, yeah. um it was a lot of fun uh great great creativity this year um first place went to jordan he had like a samurai costume that he mm-hmm. made second place went to makai Mossman, who always brings it every year. He was Dr. Octopus with the arms. Wow. And um, third was Brian. Mm. I can't remember what he was from. But um, they made majority of their costumes. Right. You know, and we did pre-judging this year, which I was really was this like a, about. Was, there a, was this like a youth? Uh, were, they, were they the younger set? Did you have they like were, different... Uh, no, they you? were all open. Oh, all, all open, ages. All open yeah. ages. Okay. Yeah, cool. they were all open ages. Mm-hmm. And um, when we did the pre-judging, that was really nice because we could actually talk one-on-one with the cosplayers and ask them how they made Right. Their pieces. Uh-huh. So that was really exciting. And like, that's where I kind of geek out because I want to know, like, how did you make this? How did you make your armor? How did you make the arms for Dr. Octopus? How did you, you know, what paint did you use and everything like that? So being able to talk to them about how they made it was really awesome cool you connected with them on like a totally different level like i wasn't a judge anymore like i was a fan at that point that's crazy yeah so that was a lot of fun so uh there were uh, a lot of uh young girls older late older girls that participated as well yeah cool yeah i think like it this year it ranged from maybe like 16 to like 22 right okay yeah so that was kind of like the age range we only had about like seven entries this year Mm -hmm. but they all brought it like Crazy. we were having such a hard time judging, but it was a lot of fun. Nice. And mm-hmm. what I know that you were judging, uh, but you obviously were walking around in your cosplay garb. What were of you? Of course, doing? I always have to turn up correctly. That's correct. Um, I did Balma from Dragon Ball Z. Of course, this year. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, somebody said that I look like a unicorn frappuccino. Because I had like teal Iro- hair. Ironically, that's a little accurate. I'm just because I've seen that outfit and the pink dress. And like when I'm looking through my pictures, I'm like, I look like a unicorn frappuccino. That is awesome. Legit, pop a straw in my head. I'm there. Wow. Like, yeah. So that was really funny. Um, it was super awesome. There's like a lot of people who knew who Bulma was, where it was from, Sweet. and it was just great to like kind of interact with people and see fans and everything like that too as well. So my Matsuri was a, uh, went over successfully then. Oh yeah, it was Fantastic. so much fun. It was a lot of fun just kind of like being in the area with all those people is just Is great. it in the same place every single year here in Mali? It's at the um at the college, yeah. Oh, UHMC. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, any other any other highlights or surprises that uh, you enjoyed at the Mali Matsuri? Um, they always have good food there by the way. I didn't get to eat. I didn't get to eat. There was just too much like running around, running around. and there was a lot of like dance battles going on in wow. costumes and a lot of twerking happening <laughs> and there was like all kinds of stuff going That's on. That's part of the Japanese culture. So, I know, I mean, it was I don't so, know. <laughs> for like <laughs> for 
for us cosplayers, we were kind of just like running amok over there. So it was it was a lot of fun. That's so very, it was very cool. it was great. I so love it. Is it always the is it always the first week of uh, of May? It, we usually try to have it around that time. The first week every of May. Year. Yeah. So my so. my mod city here is a tradition in the, in the islands. Check it out every single week and every first weekend of May. Same week as comic free comic book it day. It always is. Always, yeah, always ends always up being that way. Lines up that way. It's pretty so, crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thanks for uh, uh, thanks for going and reporting on that. Of course, very very cool stuff. My Matsuri, you can check that out. Hey, listen, don't you go anywhere. Stick around. We're going to be talking about stuff, and we we'll need your input. Will do. All right, so gentlemen, um, there's something else. <laughs> <laughs> there's some other things on our plate this evening. First off, before I, before we get into any of this Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two talk, I do want to tell everybody uh, before I forget we're going to spoil the crap out of that movie. We are going to spoil the crap out of that movie. Number one, but number two, I want you guys to know that on Saturday there was a release on Hulu of a fantastic documentary that you need to see. If you're a comic book fan, if you're a fan of Batman. If you're a fan of his origins, there's a there's a great documentary exclusively on Hulu called Batman and Bill. Uh, it is tremendous, and uh, I do not want to spoil it by talking about what it is, but you do have to see it. It's uh, it's an hour and a half doc, and it talks about the origins of Batman, uh, the uh, the authorship well, of him. I guess Batman, you could tell. Batman could and Bill is so yeah. such an incredible. Yeah. I hope like you know everybody's like yeah of course Bill Finger whatever, but this guy. Going on the journey yep. to the story behind him, Bill Finger getting... That's the first movie ever to credit Bill Finger as a co-creator of Batman is Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. So yes. to that movie's credit, there's one thing that you can't talk crap about. It actually is the first movie that gives Bill Finger his due as the co-creator of Batman. And as the documentary goes on to point out, all the good things that you come to know and love about Batman. Right. And you really start to get kind of disgusted by Bob Kane and the character he becomes over the years after, you know, essentially stealing this, you know, notoriety from from Bill Finger who died he, in obscurity. He got yeah. slapped by Jim Steranko. Yeah, Here Jim Steranko slapped him too. That was yeah. great. Yeah. But um I mean, if you really want to kick it up a notch though after you watch this documentary, go watch the Stanley uh, comic book greats interview with Bob Kane. That's a fantastic oh, It's on yeah. YouTube. And it's yeah. on YouTube and you can just see how smarmy and disgusting Bob Kane is and smug is about stealing because Stan Lee flat out calls him out on it. He does. Stan, and he did. And Bob Kane tries to giggle around it and stuff and you know, as much credit as Stan Lee tends to steal for creating the Marvel Universe <laughs> from Jack Kirby and almost essentially the same Steve thing, maybe Pico. not to the same degree of thing happened to Jack Kirby in his life. Like he, you know, almost nearly died in poverty and obscurity due to Stan Lee steal. But, you know, Marvel also kind of tanked. So, but I think but, it was much, much worse for Bill Finger because Batman is one of the most recognizable brands in the world. And that was basically his creation. Yeah. And he lived his life like a nobody. It was, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, you should definitely watch a documentary exclusively on Hulu. And uh, it's one of, those, uh, one of those documentaries that needs to be seen, especially if you're a fan of Batman and or comic books. And they're just good documentaries. Even if you don't know anything about comic books, it's a great doc. So check that out. Did you see it yet, uh, Todd? I haven't seen it. Um, I... Um I've heard about it. Yes. Um, the one of the guys that's really been pushing for Bill Finger to get credit um, went on Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. Yes. And I can't remember his name right now. That was the- actually the guy who made the documentary. Yeah. Yes. He, yes. So, and I, I wish I could remember his name right now, yeah. but 
It's just an amazing. It was like an over a decade long effort. Him trying to find an heir. That's the, the whole key to the puzzle. Is you need to have an heir in order to challenge rights. Yeah. Your estate has to have an heir. And so Bill Finger died in obscurity, and his few, his his death certificate says no family. So it's like you know that's how harsh of a of a ending he, he had. I, not to spoil anything, but he truly is like the Dark Knight of. He is the career. Batman. I want to. He is the Dark like, Knight. I mean, if if his story hadn't only recently become more popular, I yeah. would say he's probably the his life seemed like the um, the inspiration behind uh, Rorschach for Watchmen, because it's like he has the moral compass of Batman, but just a lot lower station in life. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm surprised that Gannon hasn't seen this movie yet. I'm in shock. Gannon yeah, barely has time to watch anything these days. Yeah, that's true. That is a good. He did point. watch Guardians though. All right, well, Batman, event, we're all there. Batman and Bill. Yeah. Uh, and check as it out you know, Hulu. we force all Nerdwatch cast members. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so Good here's girl. the thing. What's happening now? We are going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 right here on Facebook Live, YouTube, Akaku, <coughs> and uh, Lindsay's Instagram. Uh, you can check that out at uh, Night Darling Cosplay as well. Uh, but here's the thing. We want to thank you guys for coming out to the event we tried to do two premieres at once. We did a double feature, and then we ended up doing the premiere at 7 o'clock as well. We gave away a, an amazing, an amazing official Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 poster, which was phenomenal, and it was framed. You, you didn't give that away. Well, it was There a, was an auction. There was an auction, and it was a silent and auction for, uh, for, the, for the good folks at Regal. Uh, my Omegaplex Day. Every single year they do Stars of Hope, which is a charity that gives to St. Jude's Hospital, American Heart Association, and the like. Awesome so, cause. Very awesome And the cause. winning bid, that was a fair price, too. I mean, I yeah. was about ready to put that bid myself. Yeah. She got a tremendous Guardians of the, Vol- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 poster, and was, she put in a great donation. It was 50 bucks. It was amazing. So thank awesome. you so much for that, for that donation. It was fantastic. And I want to thank you guys for coming to the premiere. It was a lot of fun, and we can't wait to see you for the next one. We're debating whether or not to do Aliens, but we've got all the Marvel stuff coming up that we're going to be doing. People like what we do, apparently. So, uh, because we'll we see. give them free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. We'll see. Well, here is the, uh, the coup de grace this evening. The, the main event, the coup as it de were. Gracie. Yes, the main event, as it were. Let's talk about That's it. That's how it's pronounced. Gr- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. The... Movie of the the I guess you could call it the movie of the summer or officially starting off the summer movie season, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two happened on May fourth. Uh, for us, it was uh, Star Wars Day, so that was very cool. I'm pretty well. sure it was the same for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more special for me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it. We're gonna spoil the heck out of it. So if you don't want to know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, turn off your Facebook Live now. But if you did watch it and uh, want some spoilers. We're going to spoil the heck out of it. It's going to be a lot of fun here. So why don't I start at the far end of the table. Uh, let's get some reviews. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, Alika, go. I loved it. <laughs> wow. You loved it, huh? Yeah. What did you love? That was concise. What did you love about it? I loved everything. I love... Okay, here's the one insight that I want to offer before anybody steals it from me. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Is I love how the the 1980s scene where where uh, Kurt Russell's on Earth with... um, uh, What's her name? Miss Quill. Yes. Peter's mom. Yes, Peter's mom. And... Uh, I just got, and I'm sure this is intentional. I'm sure I'm not the only one who got this. It was just like, it just gave me such a, you know, hard flash to um, Starman. 
the the nineteen eighties movie. It right? had that vibe, right? Like he's the he's the guy from outer space. She falls for him. He has amazing healing and uh, nature powers, and this and that. It felt like, and his hair too. It made me think of Starman. It was the Kurt, 80s. Kurt Russell is much more attractive than Jeff Bridges, though. So, <laughs> not in Starman. Starman, he was a hard body in that movie. That is true. Um, I will say this: <laughs> that Kurt Russell, it has been revealed that. His transformation to the younger Kurt Russell was 90% makeup. 90%. He looked damn good. Yeah. Look, he is a, he's a handsome man. Yes, And he that's is. an argument for trying to get some good genes up in you. Cause I'm telling you what, that man. That guy aged well. I, 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 said this, I said this at the theater um, the, about Kurt Russell. My dad introduced me to guys like John Wayne and then, and then of course, guys like Clint Eastwood in my, in my movie fandom. Then he introduced me to Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell literally became my my uh, John Wayne. He is fantastic. Well, he's handsome. He's yeah. a great character actor. He's charming. Yeah. Like, you just see him walk onto the screen. And you're like, I'm with this guy, whatever yeah. he's doing. I don't go to movies. Even when he's kidnapping children and <laughs> eating them in the core of a planet. I'm like, that's my guy. That's my guy. I'm with him 100%. Yeah, it's weird because, you know, we don't normally don't go to the movies to watch I don't go to the movies to normally watch actors or actresses, but if a move if there's a movie that stars Kurt Russell, I want to watch it. Overboard, come a- on, amazing. The pure war tennis shoes, amazing. <laughs> yes, amazing. amazing. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. The thing, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, uh, that's like the York. obvious ones. Escape from Shut LA. Up. Amazing. The Mean Tango season. and Cash. Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Amazing. Amazing. Kurt Russell's amazing. So overall, though, you liked it. I loved it. You thought you, you thought. It I was mean, good. and so. The thing is, I'm sure this will be easy to poke holes in for anybody who like poke actively em. dislikes Marvel or whatever. Poke them. Well, no. I mean, there's a, a lot of plot holes or points that really don't stick for me. Like, even watching it, because I was watching it with a critical eye, because I am I know I'm going to love this movie, so now I'm watching it with a critical eye, so I can defend against all the critical, you know, whatever is going to come against it. Yes. And, um... There's Sean lunging to my side. That's yeah. That's <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, the you know like how easily and freely uh, ego uh, Kurt Russell's character feels he can tell Star Lord that he is he's the one who killed it. I can back mother. that up. I know you you, you respond to that, you, but it still you, didn't. You'll, that you'll wasn't a good up. enough excuse to you, me. You, it was like. I like because he's just in the moment. Like he has him hypnotized with the you know the cosmic eyes, which by the way was awesome. Like it was cartoony and comicy, but real. Yeah. Like you know when you see the cosmos in his eyes and he's like hypnotized by you know the images of cosmic grandeur oh, yeah. and he's oh, like yeah. you. It's it's a very illustrative you know method to do that, and I thought that was a really cool effect. Yeah, I but, I think they did a good job. But then you know saying and then I put the tumor in your mom's brain is like why would you say that? Yeah. No, but I mean it's just about I, to conquer said, the universe. Uh, with we you. we argued about it after the movie, but I, I still make the point like yeah, there's a bit of a cosmic seduction going on, but I also believe he was that arrogant to think that at this point I got him on the hook, right. He was arrogant enough to believe that you he had it. Peter I on think the hook. Was, but I feel I think like he was also he was arrogant enough to believe that like I've got him in the boat. You got to remember, like, I've already, right? I've already well, reeled the I man. I've think, got him in the And boat. the thing is, he feels like he knows his son know, enough to know that he's played to his ego right. enough that cosmic conquest should be in his. His heart, name is ego. In his nature, he was making no, the, but Star Lord too as well. Yeah. But he was making the case that like you know, but this is bigger than just he should, anybody. He should yeah. know. He should also know after millions of years of existence that humans. Are kind of sensitive when you talk about killing their yeah, mommies. I mean, I can see what you're saying, but, but here, I still chalk it up to hubris. Can I? Can I just say that I let's let's make another equation. 
Ego is for those that like Ghostbusters. He's Gozer. You know what I'm saying? So he's supremely confident. He's supremely his, confident. Yeah. He doesn't matter. But I don't what think he looks so like. because if he was supremely confident, he wouldn't have had to trick them to come to the planet under false, you know, pretenses. False pretenses. He wouldn't have to. He wouldn't have to be like, "Hey, son, I found you. Let's fly comfortably back on the ship he, where I've murdered all of your brethren." He had to. He had to. He had to <laughs> woo him. He had to woo his yeah, son. Yeah, it was thing. completely under a guy. So is he obviously wooing? respects the guy's intelligence for sure. For sure. I, I. That's one of the things that I. I didn't think added up. I thought that they spent a lot of time. Introducing his dad, and then did that twist just didn't like making him the villain was I think a bad move. I think it matched for the character and for the cosmic scale and everything, but I th- I think the beats if you weren't as enamored with the movie as I was, yes. you know what I mean. If you weren't having stars in your eyes like Star Lord the whole time while watching it, then that probably might have bothered you. Yeah. Is the way they slipped into that one. So Todd, you sir, what do you think? I, I I liked it. I didn't think it was great. Um, I thought. Oh, 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 man. I, I I didn't. The, what did you think Todd was going to say? I, I, but, but here's the reason. I think that it suffers from the same. I think that it's, it suffers from the same uh, problem that all Marvel's movies do with the weak villain. Um, <clears throat> really. That's yeah, amazing. I just have to disagree. Vil- register a disagreement on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's. I the, he's a good villain. We'll mark that down. Well, you can't introduce him like that story-wise, and then make him a villain. <laughs> you can't. You Todd can't, just got shot at for his opinion. You can't make him. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, you can't make him into uh, a villain like that um, when you've. When you've set him up as this cosmic figure, because <laughs> you guys are horrible, immediately um, the um, the problem is is that you you've got this cosmic figure that has talked about how he's alone in the universe, and he's not even he's not he doesn't consider the human race. Uh, or their feelings, you know what I mean? Like he do, he's he's not in tune with with. Anything, any other life forms at the, throughout the universe. So why why would he even care? Well, if I can, and that's that's my problem I, with it is that like why why would he why would he care enough to put a kill off the mom? If like, I can, if I if I make it, make a justification for his action, it would be the fact that he was literally impregnating the universe to get someone like Peter. But why uh, would the mom have to but die? But why would the mom have to die? Like, what's the point? The the point the point of the mother having to die, or him putting him putting the tumor in her brain, was is that he didn't need the connection. No, he doesn't. He's not. That's not. He what he's does actually for. say that. But yeah. the but the point but the point that I'm trying to, that I'm belaboring to make is that he was going to kill her anyway when he overtook the Earth. That's true. Like he's already he's already impregnated the Earth. And he's gotten, he sired a son with the wife. He's obviously, he has complete disregard for other life in the universe. He wants everything to be um, the same as him. Right. And he, he's going to be able to get that by having Peter. Right. Um, why kill the mom? The, like, that doesn't make any sense. Remember, he, well, anyways. no, but he does say. Because I've seen it twice now. He he does say, and it depends on if you believe his speechifying or not, he does yeah. say that he did actually love the mom. But that doesn't make any sense no, hold if on, you hold were going to kill hold off on, hold the on. entire race. Hold on. 
he he does say that he fell in love with the mom, and if he came back, if he kept coming back, he was never going to do his plan. He was so just going to stay with the mom. By killing her, that was him saying, "I need to." Throw so you her. have to also. I have to throw her sorry, under the bus so, in order to do what I'm going to do. So it's like it's like okay, well, you know what? What I want to do is create a universal genocide. But you know what? I kill her first and spare her from it. Yeah. I fell in love That's with a, uh, a human, and well, you just made a good now case I have feelings. No, no, you got to remember no, that no, no. doesn't make any sense. He, that the guy when, had it, he wants to create this universal genocide, you, but then he wants to like, oh, I'm just going to kill a no, couple of people on the way there. He understands ultimately that when he's walking around with his son in that in that hall, you got to realize he does say to him. I found my purpose. So his to all, kill everybody. His his purpose his purpose was to infect the rest of the world with his seed, essentially. Ew. Um, and that was what he was that's what he was going to do. And if it came at the cost of his mother, if it came at the cost of anybody, so remember, ego is the worst STD ever. You you could actually say that in D- some in respect. A nutshell, yeah, yeah. You but could the, actually say so, Jason on the on the live, which is the better side of the point that you were making to say that it's a bad reason was that he was under the impression that he killed her because he didn't want to be attached to her because he was so in love with her, which is what Gannon was saying. That makes Which is sense. kind of what he was saying when he was explaining why that song was so genius. Right. He's like, Randy, you're a great you're, wife. You're a fine girl. You're a fine girl, but... She was a right. distraction in his plan. Yeah. Right. And he was reaching a point where... And that's the I, better I, side of that point. My takeaway from the movie. But is, I also agree with Todd was saying that's kind of a flimsy can, point. Can I say this really quick? But I think that that makes him a weak character. I think that that's weak character development. I think that's lazy writing. And that's why I don't like the movie. All right. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is... Uh, let me... Uh, it, you can't not can like you believe it. Guardians. This? Um, uh, my Instagram is Night, Night, like Night Darling's uh, Instagram is fired up as well. And are they there's crazy somebody, as time? a guy said, a uh, guy the by the name Keith. of Sprain Prey said, <laughs> I know, so I know said, him, by the way. He <laughs> said he had to kill to continue his conquest of the galaxy because if she lived, he would have spared Earth. And that does make sense. But I think that that's dun, also dun, dun. lazy so get, writing. Get killing her out of the way. Right, because if he doesn't fu- if he doesn't kill her, he can't fulfill his purpose because she is in the way of what his ultimate purpose is. Because remember, he was he was mulling around for millions of years trying to find a purpose, and that was where I j- was. Just- but also, it's kind of disappointing that. Uh, but the thing, the whole point of the, being like a celestial, why do you need purpose? You're a celestial. He, like, what that- if your your purpose is just to create? But you see, that's the difference between, and that's where I, in my head, logically, I think in the Marvel universe, there's a difference between being a celestial and being a god. That's what I think. And I don't believe there. I mean, there is, and um, Thor is a god, right? And Ego is a celestial, right? And if 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 Ego's purpose, uh, like, why can't you just? Why can't he be a force for creation, and be this um, disaffected? altruistic force for creation well like that's my point is like i think that it would have been a much more interesting choice to keep him alive find a different villain for the guardians throughout the movie and let him go on being this um well, uh, disaffected the, sort of let, un- let, universal me say, let, let me say this and I, and I and i will i will kind of move forward with the conversation in this respect let's put it this way if we were to equate this to uh, a biblical uh, father-son issue between God and Jesus Christ, as it were, right? Let's put it this way. Um, 
God himself is sovereign. Ego is also sovereign. He does as he pleases or he believes and he believes and does things as he pleases. It's not to anybody's will but his own. You understand what I'm saying? So he's a sovereign celestial as in what he says goes and he can do as he pleases. So if that means that his purpose, if he's if he's fulfilling a prophecy, let's say he finds his purpose and his prophecy is to, to fulfill that he's going to implant his seed into the world. Nothing can stand in his way of his purpose and his prophecy. Therefore, in order for him to continue his work that he believes is good work, he not only has to fulfill it with himself, but he also wants to rule alongside his son, who was the first ever half human, half celestial. He didn't want to rule with his not, son. Well, you know what I mean. He wanted in, to use his He son. wanted to use it, right. He wanted to use his He's like, once he saw him revolt, he was like, I'll just use you. Yeah. <laughs> so the, so the, and, and the thing, and, and the point that I'm trying to make sure. is that he, that's that's kind of it's sort of lazy writing to vilify somebody who you can't know their purpose you can't well and 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 the fact that like he says that he has a purpose yeah um means that um he spells it out pretty clearly though don't you right think? so but the thing is you know if you if you're if i just don't buy it i think that like if you have that kind of creative you uh, control and and you can make an impact on the universe, right? Why, um, why is it so xenophobic? Like, why are you trying to make everything the same as you? When instead of well, when your assumption is when I, and let me let me just say this: when your assumption, as far as we know, when your assumption is that you are the only thing that's the most powerful being in the universe, when you don't know when when you have been able to conquer the majority of those that are out there already, not knowing what lies what lies ahead of you, then therefore the ego kicks in and says, "I can do as I want." Regardless, so he doesn't. That's why. Remember, in the beginning of the film, where he literally takes out these guys with his finger, he takes out an entire. He he wipes them out with just a snap of his fingers, practically, and he wipes out this uh, this battalion of uh, of ships. So remember, he's 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 in this mode where he thinks that he is the god. He created his own world, and then he did it again on other Earths, and he's been getting away with it over and over and over and over again. So what would make him change his mind, or what would what would make him? The, but that's the thing is like if you have this ultimate, if you have this ultimate power, as you say, sure, no, you know nobody can, nobody can, nobody can dispute, sure that. Um, why make it good or bad? That, and, like and, that, and I think that the fact that like they made it bad, right. and then turned him into a villain is lazy writing. Uh, uh, well, let's say the absolute. What does it say? Absolute power corrupts absolutely. So if you are if you if you believe that you're the absolute power, so you're and 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 you got to remember that I don't think he believes that what he's doing is evil. That's what I think. I don't think what he's what he believes is what he's doing is evil. But I I understand and I understand that. But I'm, the way that they've the way that they've portrayed it, yeah, uh-huh. um, and the the way that everybody's reaction to it was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is completely evil. Sure, um, is not um, is 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 pretty ham fisted. Like I, I, I think that like they sort of came at this film um and they they made ego evil because it was the easiest thing to do. In some respects I'd g- I'll give you that. I think that I'll it give you that. tied up the plot from the first one that, and everything about Yondu and everything. I think 
and and, and, that, and also that's what's funny. You whatever weaknesses, that in whatever too. weaknesses that storyline has, actually makes the whole Guardian saga that much stronger. Right. Well, and when I saw it, when I saw it back to back Thursday night, I felt like there was a little bit more balance to it, but I just didn't think that making the dad evil and the villain was a very a, well a and very it, good i think it's to... less about the dad and it's more about like resolving things in in peter that's what, so no and so it's more of a device and, and to bring starward on it i don't think that i think that i think it was the easiest way to get out of what they got themselves into before infinity war and ultimately ultimately the more important storyline is between yandu and peter and the most important thing that he says is you know that Ego may have been your father, but I was your daddy. And I think that that... I like the way that tied up. I think that was good. Yeah, right, right. No, 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 no. No, because anybody can be a father. He might have been your daddy, but I was your father. No, no, wasn't it? Or was it the other way around? No, it was the other way around. around. Either way. Right, right. The sentiment is what's important. Gannon. Well, you can father a child, but it's it's hard to be a a dad. You understand? That's that's how I always thought about it. I don't know. It depends on how you do it. Um, Easy. <laughs> All right. What did you think of the film? I don't know. I find it strange. It's the first time I've had a disconnect with Todd. Wow. Um, Interesting. It, this is my takeaway from the movie now. But okay. I, I think this is probably the first complex, interesting villain that Marvel's had since Loki. That's just how I felt about it. Sure. Um, the movie overall, though, and this kind of lends to what Todd's trying to say, I think, in a way. Um, I kind of got the sense watching the movie that James Gunn started writing the movie without any idea what he was going to do. Because hmm. the movie doesn't really have a plot. It uh, just has in, things that keep happening. Uh, there, there, are, there are plot points that keep pushing it forward. The, the yes. real discernible plot is that you know they wrong the Sovereign, and then the Sovereign's coming after them through the whole movie, but the Sovereign's not the important factor to the movie. As a right. matter of fact, they're probably not going to be important to the third film. Right. And nothing really happens to them because nobody's killed in that, in that situation. Spoiler, they may just be wiped out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so I kind of got the impression, like, I got a weird Star Trek five, five vibe out of it. Ooh, that that's they, weird. That, that they went to a planet to go meet a god. That is so strange that you say and that because that, that totally like, makes why sense. Does god need to start? You know, yeah. that didn't happen in the movie, but, like, I kind of <laughs> caught, caught that vibe from it. But not in a bad way. But Peter Quill is the starship. But, that's but, funny. Not, but not in a bad way. But, yeah. um,. I thought he was actually kind of interesting and complex. Yeah. Because he's, he he's emotionally one way, but logically another. Right. And he's... The way I came out of it is that he's not really a villain. He's no. He's not really doing anything from a villainous place. He's not killing anybody because he thinks he's... Well, I guess he does think he's better than them. But he says that they're, they're disappointing because of his grander scheme, but it, it's not its not really from an evil place in his mind. He could be doing it, he, he believes he's doing it for the betterment of for them and for he's him. been around for millions or yeah. of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it's the first time that there was a Marvel character, a Marvel villain that I actually cared about in these movies. Sure. Um, the one thing that I will say um, the, the movie's built off of character instead yeah. of plot. That much I will say. I, but one thing that I think James Gunn did this time that he probably should have done another pass on was that it seemed like when everything, whenever, whenever things got emotionally interesting, he had to undercut it with a joke. And he kind of does a little bit too much. Mm. That's the other thing that kind of jumped at me is how much humor is in this the movie. The jokes, they're great. Don't get me wrong. But mm. like he would undercut a lot of emotional stuff with a joke that was very unnecessary, even though it played well. Like yeah. The scene where Peter Quill turns into Pac-Man, it's funny, but... Yeah. 
Even it, the kids, I, I heard it's during, children groan about that. Yeah, one. it's during the backdrop of this emotional fight between him and his father. They throw in a joke, and like you know, it's funny. But when you think about it logically, it's like, why is Peter thinking about Pac Man right now? Right, honestly, right. You know, that does make sense. And you don't want to get too far down that road because it's not a very realistic film to be in the first place. But I feel like James Gunn didn't allow for the emotional stuff to breathe enough. Yeah. He's. It's almost like he was kind of too scared to let the emotions breathe in the story. Well, I and he felt like there was a constant need to keep the humor going. I, I will, I will defend. I will and there's defend. nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But I just feel like James Gunn might not have been secure enough to just let the emotional stuff work on its own without having to throw a joke in. Let me defend James Gunn's decisions about that because the way he wraps up this film. Regardless of what you think about Guardians or whatever, this is probably the most sentimental Marvel movie you will ever see. Um, so was the first one. I thought that this was more sentimental in the fact that we we dealt with... Uh, it ends uh, on a somber note. Very somber. Not only that, but it, it deals with uh, fathers and sons. Um, it deals with sisters. It deals with friends. It deals with uh, Every friendships. Every character, despite... Yeah. Outside of Drax, has yeah. an arc, an a, actual a, an arc, an actual arc, and even Drax himself has an arc with sort with of, Mantis. Sort and of. I will say that this is one of those movies that if they had if they had stuck to the those themes that you were trying to say without the jokes, I think it would have played a lot less Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I mean? Yes, and no, but I mean because we watched both movies back to back, back to back, yeah. There wasn't a lot of emotion going on in the first one, sure, but because it's dealing with parents and family and things sure. like that emotions come into it i think maybe james gunn was just a little worried that things are gonna get too emotional yeah so you have to undercut it with that's the that's right um, i believe one that. thing i will say that does benefit from a second viewing is watch uh palm clementine mm. plays mantis him plays mantis yeah um watch her because she's actually if you watch her from the start of the film if you already know where the plot's going right uh if you pay attention to her she's actually wearing it on her face very well what's going on in the story yeah you know the first I moment you see her that. she looks very like oh my god some stuff's going on but you don't really know because you don't you don't know what's going to happen sure like she uses the word progeny instead of son son yeah so she flat out tells you she kind of in a way tells you that you know there's more than one one child in in this in this equation it was actually kind of clever the way it was played out yeah. and i don't i don't really know if her body work at all but um she did a good performance if you watch it the second time around. Yeah, no doubt. No because doubt. it's there. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm uh, uh, on my end, not to make it too long, I thought that this movie was not a sequel. This felt like a literal continuation of the first film. It felt like a setup to a third film. Correct. But not in like this is a part two. Like, right. This is what's the story that you need yeah. to get to part three. Yeah. This is what it felt like, and what Todd said is correct. It felt like this was cleanup for what's coming next because the next time we see them or the Guardians is going to be in the Infinity War. Um, yeah, so, like Peter Quill right. suddenly not being a Celestial just because his father gets killed. That and that and that was the so one thing stupid. that was the one thing that I, I was going to bring up. That's the only thing I didn't like about the movie. I didn't understand how he managed to lose his Celestial his, 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 him being part of his Celestial being because his father dies. I didn't get it's that. It's Phantom Menace all over again. Just because you it, killed the mothership, nothing works now. It just—it's really strange. Uh, that that would mean that if my if 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 Ganon, if if your if I killed my mother, does right. that mean I'm no longer Portuguese? Right, right, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's what it, that doesn't make sense no. at all. So that I had a problem with that, and that was my. Biggest and thing you know, when movie. I watched the movie the second time around, I was trying to see if there was something in the rules that, that you explains missed? that. Yeah. But all he actually says is that, you know, the light 
is inside of you. Right. And that, you know, the light will, you'll, you'll live forever. Right. So long as the light continues to go. He does not say the light fades completely if, right. the, if, the, if the light's gone, just that you won't live forever. Right. That's very true. That's a good so point. So he doesn't say that you're no longer a celestial being, just that you won't live forever. So I, I'm just like, okay, so they don't tell you. I thought that... I thought that the, It's just they're depowering him, so Avengers Infinity War doesn't have Peter Quill as a super being. This was... He's an, only half super being. <laughs> right, right. No, but when he's flying around, making his arms turn into rocks and stuff like right. that, that's a little handy when you're going to fight right. Thanos, and you right. don't want him to be too much of a... And then all of a sudden, the very first question I have when we're go- when Yondu is sh- saves Peter and they're going up in the space... Mary thinking, Poppins, y'all! Yeah. <laughs> when he saves him, and he... Is very tough. When is Mary he Poppins puts, tough? When he puts yes, the, he the space suit on Peter, Trash Panda. I thought to myself... Why is he putting that on Peter when he could just wear it because Peter's a celestial being? I mean, for crying out loud, Peter was the guy who held the Infinity Stone. So, or, excuse me. Are they calling it stones or gems again? Is it stones, stones. right? So he was always stones. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it's just gems in the comic. It's well, totally well, yeah, confusing. Stones sounds cooler. Yeah, it does sound cooler. Hey, anyway. uh, show me your stones. <laughs> After the show. In the fam- um, and, and, then I'll, and then hit me in the family gems. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah, I, I have to say that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 for me uh, was, was great. like maybe a two-star movie. I, I had, No, I, I have to say that I would put it on par with the first one because I think they go hand in hand. I can't. Yeah, I can't it's, it's hard, both two-star It's movies. hard to separate them. I gave it – I'd probably give it uh, – I'd probably give it four stars, but here's the thing: you is that I, sap. I think I am. I'm a, I'm a sucker for sentimental, and I thought this was a great sentimental film. I actually, I actually cried a couple times in the movie, no doubt. And by the way, it's I good, will say it's this: it's a good thing you saw it in 3D. I, so it, the, gla- the glasses hide the I had to the take tears. them off. I had to take when he's throwing the when he's throwing the celestial ball around with his dad. Yeah. I was like, game, oh man, game of ball with I pops. started losing it. I was like, oh dude, you know, it's it's a weird balance because. When he says that, you don't think it's a setup. Yeah. So when it pays off, it could come across as like the dumbest joke and it was possible. So cute, but it doesn't. It actually works, and I think it's all because of Kurt Russell's face. It is because it, he looks like a proud dad. Face. He's so handsome. Uh, He's just such well, an expressive so actor. It, it. I think it. I think I. And I think it worked too. But it also like I heard. Numerous groans throughout the. There were a few. There were a few, but I loved it. it. I I loved it. I I mean, the older you get, the more sentimental you become, and you know, when you have to deal with kids and things like that, there's some emotional connection that you derive from that. So I really thought that was cool. I will say this, and something that we haven't broached yet. I thought that the relationship between Peter and Gamora was. Perfect. I thought it worked out great. And I we had it. better resolution at the end of this. We one. Did. It was totally exactly what they spell it out as the yep. unspoken, the unspoken sitcom thing. I when loved it. When he said that, I was just like, "Wow, that's yeah." yeah but they got away with it. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, it is actually kind of great that you spell it out by saying, saying it. it. And they never they're, jumped the shark. Yeah. That no, was great. No, come on. That, they're totally Ross and Rachel. It's <laughs> 90s. They no, got the decade wrong. They are Tony and Angela. Okay. Because once Tony and Angela kissed, they jumped the shark, and that was, and then the the, the show went downhill. Oh, and God, it did not. I was on it to the last episode. <laughs> also, Jonathan, God yeah, you would James be. Gunn for having restraint with Baby Groot. Oh yeah, because you think to yourself, okay, Groot is the thing that was like the standout from the first film. So yeah, you, I went into the movie expecting Baby Groot to be the other thing that's like they got to work it into yeah. everything yeah. in the movie. He peppered it in just right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, like, he did. 
the dominant scenes where Baby Groot takes over the the story or whatever is just enough that it's logical yeah. that they would, yeah. but not so much as like. But the throwaway line with Taserface, like he's too adorable to kill. Yeah, you know that James Gunn wrote that just because, like, you know what? I have to have them say something. Something it doesn't make any sense why they let that thing live. Yeah, exactly. And I so t- it's like, I'm just gonna throw it in there because you know what? We're obviously not gonna do it. And I have to commend um, Bradley Cooper's voice work because. He, he he doing did Rocket he do Raccoon. motion capture too or just the voice uh, work? He, he no, that's uh, James Gunn's brother doing yeah, the yeah, motion yeah, capture. But he did, no, no, well, no, he, but like for the facial, facials, oh, facials, oh. yeah. During during recording, he did have the facial, just the facial. Because in there's studios. so much expression going on in Rocket's face. Um, Bradley Cooper does an amazing job as Rocket Raccoon. He brings a lot of emotion and a lot of uh, a gravitas to that. Surprisingly enough, and that last scene that we end on in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, with that one tear rolling down uh, Rocket Raccoon's cheek, is just perfect. It just makes sense because you realize that he turns a, an emotional corner in his own life, and that was very cool the way they did that. And I thought they was did that a very good was job. that like the the fifth ending? Is that the oh, fifth? Here we season? go. <laughs> no, I I I, uh, I was just curious. I I don't really remember. Yeah, it was the very it was the, no, that's no, no, the it was, actual that's ending, the actual of, the film ending of the film proper. Oh, I don't um, I, I don't think it had one of those. And I, <laughs> I think it just kept going. And I will say this, by the way, not to uh, uh, something else. I thought that the I thought that the soundtrack was phenomenal. See, I don't. I like it. I think the, the soundtrack to the first movie... See, they needed more they sex pistols, They didn't right? have a good enough selection. Be- yeah, no. It didn't stand out the way the first film soundtrack. But you know what's messed up is during the trailer, I thought their choice of um, of uh, Rhiannon yeah. was... Oh, no, you mean uh, uh, that? that's... Uh, that's uh, uh, or Fleetwood Mac, whatever chain, song it was. Chain, chain, the, the chain, yeah. Chain. That was a good choice. Great song. And they should have opened the movie with that song because you don't really... They pick songs that you don't realize how rocking they are until you put them in an action sequence. Like, you know, you wouldn't think that the chain is like a nice rocking song. Great song. But then Mr. Blue Sky, which was already made popular in another movie. That uh, uh, Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mind. Yeah, that's the one. It was a weaker choice, I think. I, I, I didn't like that song. I, they, I, will they, say- they, they, I read an article about that. They couldn't get the uh, Electric Light or, or Orchestra song that they wanted. Jeff Lynne. Yeah. yeah, they had to get that one. They right. couldn't get the other one. Why well, was wanted. it blinded by the light? I bet something. You like would that. think Guardians of the Galaxy wants your your song. They'd well, make a deal. Well, James Gunn said that he believes that ELO is the soundtrack to the Guardians, which is which is apropos because I think they are as well. But I will say this: Can you imagine the soundtrack when Peter Quill gets a hold of an iPad or an iPhone? He's got a Zoom now. He's got man. a Zoom now. He's got, no, a zoom. he's got a Zoom before he goes to Earth. That's true. It's a good point. The second he gets to Earth, Tony Stark's going to be like, "All right, you know what? I'm going to upgrade you." That's going to be a that's going to be a funny scene when he shows the Zoom to the Avengers. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be hilarious. I, I tell you Tony what, Tony Stark's just going to be like, "Dude, I'll give you every song known to man for this here." <laughs> I loved. The soundtrack, just because I think Looking Glass, um, Brandy, or Fine Girl is one of my favorite songs. A song that I haven't heard in years by Silver was great. The Wham Bam Shangalang was great. Um, but yeah, I thought that the soundtrack, although not as impactful as the first soundtrack, it was. It felt it wasn't as rock and roll as the first. It one felt was. like a cool, like light pop AM station from the seventies, and I thought that that at work for me. I like that music anyway. Those light hits, as it were, but. Anyway, listen, we've gone overtime. Uh, Swan's going to have to cut the show for a kaku, but we're still going to go. We're still going to move on. So overall, Lindsay, did you get a chance to watch it? No. We now I did. 
No sense in her going now. No, no sense in her going. I, I will eventually watch it. That's for sure. Okay, good. I have listened to the soundtrack. I personally like. It. I love it. I'm uh, cool with it. I liked it a lot. So, uh, but I, I thought it was great, and uh, I would have to say, uh, listening to our conversation about it, what what's 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 what star rating would you give it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't really. See. Say, but I can. How would you, you rate our d- arguments over this? I always love the arguments. <laughs> I like, give this argument five stars. I, I give it like this well, it's garbage. One star. It's, no, <laughs> it's a pretty good argument. It's pretty up there. Yeah. But I do have to say that ever since like the talk of um, Guardians of the Galaxy two has been coming out, yeah, heavy cosplays have been coming out. Yeah, you, I just see it like all over my feed. Like, I want to see of... some Nebula cosplays because that's challenging. First off, mm-hmm. Jeez, we didn't even and talk about just, that either. She's great. Nebula, she's awesome great in it. The Gamora and Nebula, uh, their, their relationship was great. Listen, I was going to bring that up. Give me a second. First of all, um, uh, Alika, where would you put it on your star rating, one to five? I'm going to give it. So the first Guardians was five. Mm-hmm. It was very close behind with four and a half, just because. You know, I mean, the first one was just like legend. It was so sure, good, and sure. I can and the rewatchability on this one is probably also as good. But I would say the first one's a way stronger movie. I don't know that, that middle slump of the movie though. Well, it's a bit of a trudge. Of which one? This one? Of the yeah. Second, second one. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a trudge the second time around. I but I'm so blown away by the visuals, which is what I love about the Guardians. I love yeah. everything about Cosmic. The mm-hmm. Sovereign was incredible. Yeah. The end sequence with Adam Warlock, as Swan just reminded I us. I just don't believe that you suck, Sarlacc. Would be in their vernacular. Yeah, I know. That's but a, no, but that's that, I think bit. I like that because they're totally analogous to you know rich Beverly Hills kids of the universe. Yes. You know what I mean? That looks like their spa where they they're doing the drone fighting, right. and they don't take. There's no stakes in anything. They're like nothing. You know, you're sent out to massacre a race of people in your drones. You don't take it seriously. It's just like another day of video games. I was also irritated when America, uh, when Star Lord said seriously. trash panda. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just for the sake that that's a, that's a term that became more popular today's age, not in 1986 or whatever it was. I'm sure some witty trash pan is pretty good before. though. Trash pan is good. You think in space there's? I mean, rock, rock no, but he was on Earth like, in the 80s. Maybe but some witty kid said trash panda back. <laughs> maybe some super <laughs> prescient trash kid. Trash pan is awesome though. You know, when you were in mi- middle school, some kids were slinging some really sick jokes, and you're like, "This kid's way ahead of his time." This kid's <laughs> way ahead of his time, man. All right, Todd. What did you give the movie? I, th- I give it two and a half. I mean, it's a for me, it's a three star movie on an emotional level, but because the villain sucks so much <laughs> and the writing is so lazy, like I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Good for you. I, I admire and respect the it's way you stand. Like I, I just I like logically, it's a two that. and a half star movie. I, I, I gotta respect. If I that. have to, if I'm going with my gut, I would say it's like at least a three star movie. Okay, but like I really, I really hate the way that the the story just falls apart once they make the dad the villain. For me, like I when I saw that, I was just like, oh, this sucks. I. Uh... And it might be, it might even be because I'm having an emotional reaction to having like the villain. Be the dad, like it could be, and, and but I, I really but then again, you have a good dad, though. Yeah, what? No, he's a villain. He's, <laughs> I mean, my. But the the, the 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 I just really like it bummed me out when they took that because it was like that is such an easy way out. There's nothing clever or interesting about making him the villain, and it's not even a it, it, he's not even a complicated villain. Sure. So I I really felt like I 
I was really disappointed in the movie. It sounds like it, it sounds like you're trying to give it a better star rating. No, I you really. Can. But I mean, just from a from like a from an artistic point of view. Sure. The way that the movie was designed, the way that the shots were shot, yeah. it reminded me of it reminded me of some like there were some things in there, right? Like when Yondu takes his ship back, that just was like this epic samurai Kurosawa type, you know? Oh yeah, you know, like, oh yeah. And, and like I, I was just like the way that he's shooting this is amazing, and the way that they're putting it together is just immaculate. Yeah, um, if Mike, they, right? If they didn't, if they didn't take the easy way out on the villain like I would have given it a better star rating Michael Rooker is a modern day Toshiro Mifuni for sure <laughs> I can I can agree with you on that they've got the same kind of smile yeah they do Toshiro Mifuni <laughs> y'all <laughs> y'all <laughs> that's the name of the that's the name of the podcast Some, Mifuni, somehow y'all. a blue dude from outer space has a southern drawl that's great Gannon what about you sir one to five what do you think eh, I'd give it a four mm, good for you Good for you. I'm uh, I'm with you. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a four as well. I just don't think that the guy that wrote Tromeo and Juliet should be making movies this good. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, right. I don't feel like he should. Yeah, he shouldn't be. He definitely. But shouldn't then again, be. you know, Peter Jackson was making Meet the Feebles for Lord of the Rings. All right. Well, so listen. Before we go, we do want to address a couple of things from Guardians that people are asking about in the comment section. Number one, it looks like we may get a Ravagers movie starring Sylvester Stallone, which would be awesome. Or not. It wouldn't be Ravagers. It would be Guardians of the Galaxy. It would be Guardians of the Galaxy. Be- because sure. Stakar is Starhawk, the original leader of the Guardians, and you also had the Crystal Guy and uh, Charlie. That was Michael 13. Rosenbaum, by the way. Yes, it was. And by the I way, I didn't know that until you, I read the credits. Did later. you know who the voice was of the mask? Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. I know what. Yes. <laughs> mainframe. Mainframe. She's mainframe. <sighs> so that's crazy. Michelle well. Yeoh was uh, was in it as well. That was very cool. So we may get a movie. Ving Rhames. Charlie thirteen. Yep, it'd be awesome. So I'm uh, I'm excited for that. Secondly, I let's 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 address the eight uh, hundred pound gorilla in the room once again. Adam Warlock uh, was teased. He is a pivotal part of the. He's the final gem. Yes, he is. And but he's uh, not going to be in the Avengers Infinity War. Can I can I can I spoil this from the comics? It will. Is there any way they're going to follow the storyline where Adam Warlock is the destruction of Thanos? Is, no. there, is that ever going to happen? Kevin Feige flat out said he's not going to be in Infinity War. Wow. Okay. But the gauntlet. Actually, you're you're thinking of War is the one where he just gives up. Thanos just surrenders and right. becomes a farmer. And, but Gauntlet, Gauntlet is the one where Warlock shows up, and he's right. So they and Zoe Saldana also spilled the beans that the. The second event, uh, the second Infinity movie is not going to be War. It's going to be Gauntlet. Gauntlet. So yeah. we will see Adam Warlock in that movie. That'd be guaranteed. Awesome. Okay, so then that's that's a big one. Adam Warlock's a big one. Uh, the other two are kind of fun, so we won't get into that. But I think that Adam Warlock will be a uh, will play a a role, but not a pivotal one in the in the upcoming Marvel movie. So, but anywho, gentlemen, lady, uh, we uh, I think we're out of time. I can't even believe it. We are we went overtime a little too much today. It's mostly Todd's fault. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Todd, Todd just droned on and sorry. on and sorry. on. Uh, but uh, I will sorry, no, I will sorry. say this: uh, there are uh, a f- there are a few things on Blu-ray that you can get, right, uh, Mister uh, Mr. Gannon? What the hell are you looking at me for? I, uh, I don't know. I thought you had some. No. I don't. Oh no, you don't. I don't okay. think so. Uh, there is, by the way, exclusively to digital this week is Get Out. So if you haven't seen Get Out, you can watch it now. That's um, that's with that's the film by Jordan Peele. 
You should <laughs> you check it out. Think it's about good. it for yeah. a minute. The best reviewed movie of the year. And yeah. You had to think about had Jordan, think Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele had to think about it. So you can get that now. That's uh, exclusively digital right now. Uh, if there's a movie you want to check out, check out Get Out. That's available. We will be back next week. Next week, we will talk about Blade Runner 2049, The Dark Tower. We'll talk about, jeez, uh, there's a whole bunch ben of stuff. Ben Affleck like getting in shape for Batman. Getting in shape for Batman. Uh, we'll talk about Josh um, Gad playing the penguin. The penguin. God, that, I hope we'll that's ta- not true. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll convince uh, Night Darling to come back in a new outfit yes. next week. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk about that. So stay tuned. We will be back next week. Please follow us on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdwatch. Like our page. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore nerdwatch. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, excuse me. Follow us on Twitter at nerdwatch nation. Follow us on Instagram at the underscore nerdwatch. And of course, you can get us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdwatch. Please donate. Uh, we're fully fan funded. So make sure uh, if you guys like the show uh, to donate. That'd be fantastic. By the way, before we end this, I want to let you know if you're watching on YouTube, I've set it up to where if you guys want to subscribe to the pod or the uh, the video pod, you guys can subscribe over here, I think, and then you can watch another video here, I think. Anyway, um, I'm trying this new thing with – anyway, uh, we're out of time. You're pointing at nothing. Yeah, I'm pointing at nothing, but on this, what you'll see it on the screen. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys enjoyed the f- spoiler-filled Guardians of the Galaxy commentary. Oh, yeah, y'all do dies. Okay. Wow. Wow. Oh, man. Daddy. Daddy, no. I could have gone without knowing that. Wow. Hashtag celestially garbage. (laughs) Shoot him with a gun. Celestial garbage. (laughs) I could have gone without knowing that. Wow. That part. We're out of time. So, uh, so for. I can. (laughs) So for Alika. (laughs) So for. uh, Don't shoot the goat. Or me. So for Alika. All right, all right. We're still doing a show over here. So for Alika, for Todd, for the. The terrible, terrible Gannon. The uh, the one and only, the lovely Lindsay. You can follow her at uh, co- at uh, Night Darling oh, Kurt Cosplay. Russell dies too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never getting through this. Oh. <laughs> Stan Lee dies. <laughs> we can follow you at Night Darling Cosplay, right, my dear? Yes. At Night Darling Cosplay on Instagram. Check her out at Night Darling Cosplay on Instagram. We love having her in studio. She'll be back next. Uh, Hopefully next week if she can. Uh, if not, she'll be uh, she'll be mulling around for sure. Uh, we, I of course am G Money. So until next week, peace out, much love, and most assuredly, always stay nerdy. And until next week, we say to you guys, Aloha. Aloha.